0: March 14th, 2019 from Apple Podcasts. Title, Kind of a Bummer. I appreciate the setup slash style. It's exactly like Doughboys, except for my town. I listened to the first eight episodes, but probably won't be listening any further as reviews of their places, even ones they like, are very derogatory and picky. I was hoping to be entertained and enlightened by our local places, but it's kind of a bummer instead. One star. This is the theme song. Spring Food Mo! Thank you all for coming out and being here. We appreciate it.
1: Live and to a hard drive mm-hmm. from Pagination Bookstore at Arts Fest 2019, you are listening. To and or watching yes weird Spring Food Mo America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri I'm your co-host
0: Andy Andy the nitpicker car <laughs> and I of course am Dan kind of a bummer howl <laughs> <laughs> that person's right about everything <laughs> yeah yeah No, they, they definitely nailed it all on the head
1: yeah so what uh, is there anyone here who hasn't listened to our show before Woo! One, <laughs> you lucky <one> soul <laughs> Awesome. So we review restaurants in Springfield, uh, the Lord's favorite city. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. (laughs) We're going to jump right into it. The official Mexican Villa website states that founder Hargrave Ferguson joined the Army Air Corps in 1943, inspired to fight for his country in World War II. This may only be fascinating to me, but... By 1943, I don't know how it was possible to join the Air Corps because it sort of no longer existed. That's not to say I don't believe the website bio, but the Air Corps had been a division of the Army, but in 1941, due to a command structure that made communication needlessly and dangerously inefficient, the Air Corps was folded into a new, separate, autonomous organization called United States Army Air Forces. Eventually, they dropped the Army and the S. Hargrave Ferguson's girlfriend stayed in Springfield when he joined up, and apparently Hargrave missed her something fierce. Shortly after leaving from a base in Texas, Hargrave sent Betty Hall a marriage proposal via telegram, and she accepted. The couple married during Hargrave's first leave. Hargrave went on to serve several years as a pilot stationed in San Antonio, Texas, and it was during that period that Hargrave Ferguson got his first taste of Mexican food. When his time in the Air Force had concluded, Hargrave first made money flying planes in Nevada and Colorado as a uranium prospector, which apparently was a thing people did. And if you're wondering what uranium was for, it was for nuclear weapons, which is insane. From bombs to burritos. The Mexican Villa story, coming soon to a theater near you. Anyway, Hargrave and Betty Ferguson decided to start a life back home in Springfield and open up a business. Nope, not that business, not yet. Hargrave ran Ferguson Crop Dusting Service, a pretty significant and successful company that did work throughout the southern states. Hargrave continued to run the crop dusting service long after he and Betty went into the restaurant business a few years later. The Fergusons didn't start out serving Mexican food, though. First, they served barbecue. And they didn't start their own business, either. They bought someone else's. The Pig & Bun was a barbecue restaurant that started on South Street in Springfield, founded in 1936 by a man named L.R. Duncan. Duncan had been a real man about town in the 1920s. His name appeared in the paper a lot. Duncan was a talented amateur golfer and won several local tournaments in that era, mostly charity events. It seems like he was a fairly wealthy businessman. He co-owned a tire company, and he drove around Springfield in a Studebaker. I know this because that Studebaker was stolen in 1921, and the paper kept reporting on it for three years after. Unfortunately, the paper did not report at all on Duncan's restaurant, the Pig & Bun. At some point, Duncan moved the place from 1414 South Street near downtown to the southeast corner of National and Bennett, And in 1951, L.R. Duncan, who was probably a pretty old dude by that point, sold the Pig & Bun to Hargrave and Betty Ferguson. The Fergusons continued to serve barbecue at the Pig & Bun, but they also incorporated Mexican-inspired menu items similar to what Hargrave had enjoyed back during his tenure in Texas. Hargrave and a friend from back then developed the four sauces the restaurants still use today. The family says the original handwritten recipes still exist in a deeply secret safety deposit box. Hey Dan, you think what I'm thinking? Sauce heist? Oh yeah, let's get the old crew back together for one last job. But yeah, Springfield eaters in the early 50s must have responded positively to the new options of the pig and bun because only a few years later, the Fergusons went all in on the Mexican food concept. But before we get to that, the pig and bun ran a hilarious ad in the newsletter in october of 1953 there's no picture no address no menu just two sentences of plain text all caps that said we at the pig and bun honestly believe that we have the finest chili that it is possible to make try it and see i kind of love this if someplace ran an ad like that today i would definitely want to go At some point in the mid-50s, the Fergusons decided to close the pig and bun and open up a fully dedicated Mexican restaurant called Old Mexico at 1932 South Glenstone in the building that would eventually become the legendary Cat and the Fiddle Lounge, which would eventually become a pile of rubble, which would eventually get cleaned up and covered with gravel, gravel which would eventually house the food truck location of May's Gelateria. Time lays waste to all that stands. Anyway... The Mexican Villa website claims that Old Mexico is the first place in Springfield to offer carryout, which by default probably makes Mexican Villa Danny Takeout Boy Howell's favorite spot in town. This brings us to one of my annoying nitpicks with the Mexican Villa website's history section. I strongly suspect that this carryout claim is spurious. Ads for Old Mexico began mentioning the carryout option in December of 1957, but ads for another restaurant mentioned to carry out almost two years earlier in January of 1956. That other restaurant was called, wait for it, no, seriously, a, a bomb's about to drop here. I'm just kidding, it's not that big of a deal. The earlier restaurant to offer takeout was Lofino's Italian Villa which was located on the southeast corner of National and Bennett, the former location of the pig and bun leased to Chef Tommy Lofino by the building's original owners, the Ferguson family. I can't confirm this, but it really does seem like Tommy Lofino's restaurant was the first takeout spot in Springfield, and that the Ferguson's saw their tenants' success and began offering takeout also. Again, this may be wrong because I'm kind of dumb, and I don't know what I'm doing. This is really just a hobby for me. Lofino's Italian villa featured a glowing red neon sign with the restaurant's name. In 1962, Chef Lofino decided to retire, and the Fergusons moved Old Mexico into the Old Lofino's slash Pig & Bull building, which they still owned. However, rather than lose the roadside appeal of that iconic glowing landmark, the Fergusons changed the name of their restaurant to Mexican Villa, just replacing the top part of the sign. On Sunday, September 30th, 1962, the Fergusons ran an ad in the Springfield Leader and Press that read, Welcome, amigos, to Springfield's Mexican Villa. Thank you for your patience during our move from the old Mexico to the Mexican Villa. It's a kind of sweet, amiable ad. However, the dark reality is that at a Mexican Villa back then, not all amigos were welcome. On July 2nd, 1964, President Lyndon B. Johnson signed into law the Civil Rights Act, which forbade discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, or ethnicity. The act made segregation illegal in any public space, including restaurants. I'm sad to say that prior to the passage of the Civil Rights Act, Mexican Villa had been an establishment for whites only. Let's just take a moment to lay this out when mexican villa opened in 1962 it was an ethnic food restaurant owned and operated by a white family that exclusively served white people this is just a fact we're not trying to drop a bombshell here or be incendiary or anything like that it's true 60 years ago these types of practices were commonplace around here but you know segregation and appropriation are parts of this restaurant's history And we don't think ignoring that would be right, even on a goofy, decidedly unserious show like ours. It's important to note here that Hargrave and Betty's children, who run Mexican Villa locations in the present day, fully acknowledge the dubious history of the food they serve in a way that I think is highly respectful of actual Mexican food traditions. They say their cooking style is even further removed from actual Mexican recipes than Tex-Mex recipes are. The Fergusons call the food that they serve Springfield Mexican and liken it to how different cashew chicken is from traditional Chinese food. My only criticism of these remarks is, call it Spring-Mex. It's right there, just reach out and grab it. The famous burrito enchilada style came about sometime in the 1970s, it sounds like. A TV repairman named Max Elmer had a routine takeout order that consisted of a beanless beef burrito with extra cheese smothered with enchilada sauce. Max called in the order so often that the staff nicknamed it the Elmer Burrito. Other customers caught on, so the Fergusons added Elmer's soggy treat to the menu under the now legendary name Mexican Villa devotees revere to this day. As I said before, Hardgrave Ferguson's four children, and their children, continue to run Mexican Villa, overseeing four main locations as well as three fast food style branches, Comida, El Taco, and El Taco Ozark. Mexican Villa also operates a factory in Springfield that mass produces corn tortillas for the restaurants, as well as bottles the three trademark salsas for online sales. Mexican Villa salsas are regularly purchased by consumers in all 50 states, or so they claim. I think I believe him.
0: Garen so long,
1: long Hargrave, G.H. Ferguson, died in 1997 at age 79. The number of accomplishments listed in his obituary is staggering. He piloted aircraft most of his life. He flew a B-29 bomber in World War II, and he operated that crop dusting company for a long time also. Official logs show that Ferguson spent at least 20,000 hours in the air. That's over two years in flight. I wonder how much time he spent making tacos. In 1951, Hargrave and Betty Ferguson purchased a barbecue restaurant in National and called the Pig and Bun, at which they began serving dishes inspired by Mexican food. Hargrave had eaten while serving as an airman in Texas during World War II. A few years later, the Fergusons left that location and started a new fully Mexican restaurant about half a mile away on Glenstone, leasing the space to a new restaurant called Italian Villa. In 1962, the Fergusons moved Old Mexico back to their old Pig and Bun location, and rather than buy a new neon sign, they changed the name of their business and thus was born one of Springfield, Missouri's longest-running restaurants, Mexican Villa. Hargrave and Betty's children continue to run seven locations to this day, including the original pig and bun location on South National. This week, I ate at all seven of those restaurants. Wow. Wow. Real pro. A lot of people talk about that food being hard on your stomach. Got to say, not a single problem. Yep.
0: Doing well. How about you, Dan? I, you know, you've got quite the gut. Uh, so That's the thing is, I don't. No, I, the, I mean the inner workings. Oh, okay. They're all, they work very well, I hear. That's um, what I was talking about. I don't think I was sick from Mexican Villa at all this week. I certainly didn't have it as many times as you, but whoever would. I'm not, <laughs> that is 100%
1: fair. I'm not sick of Mexican Villa. Um, oops, I messed it up. I'm not sick from Mexican Villa. Ah, whatever. Who cares? Let's move on. (laughs) He's also not (laughs) sick of Mexican Villa. Exactly. That's it. You finished it. Thank you. Yes. Welcome to the loosest
0: definition of poetry (laughs) that you've ever been to.
1: Stretching the definition of art.
0: Yes. Uh, Spoken word performance, certainly. We are speaking words, so that is something. For the most part. Okay. Dan, tell us about your personal history
1: with Mexican Villa.
0: Andrew... (sighs) I've been to Mexican Villa many times. At least three. (laughs) At least three. Um, I haven't been in a long while. I think the last time I went with was uh, with my lovely, lovely girlfriend who shall remain unnamed. We went on Valentine's Day a couple years ago, and I got to say, it really soured me to Mexican Villa in general. It was... uh... Did you just get an order of limes? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Take bites out of limes? It was very sour sour in that way. Um... I don't know what it was about it. It was probably just a bad Valentine's Day choice on my part, yeah, really. Probably uh, more than anything. But uh, she made the bad choice to date you. Yes, yeah, so yeah. That's what she signed her. up for was a Mexican villa style relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Or as I call it, enchilada style. Well,
1: she doesn't get sick from you, nor is she sick of you. And it's been, what, five years? So
0: Five long years. Give it up for my girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> guys. Come on, please. She's not, she's here. not here. She's not <laughs> here right now, but we have been together. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, I think we went to Mexican Villa a lot. My parents are here. Hello. They're back there. Did we go to Mexican Villa? Not a lot, but we went there as a kid, some at least. I think my grandparents liked it. Is that right? Is that why we went? I don't know. (laughs) Whenever we talked about doing it, the only memory I had, the memory of anything I had there that I, you know, ate was the salsa. How about you? What did you remember?
0: Um, I think we talked about this a little bit. That's also just the sense memory uh, that I had. For some reason, the smell and taste of the sweet salsa specifically has never left my brain since childhood. Yeah, it's really um, weird. Just immediately tasting it after probably four years of not having it was I think part of it. Is incredible. nothing else tastes like that? Nothing at all. Nothing. So let's start with the salsas. There's
1: three different types of salsa at Mexican Villa. They have the sweet, mild, and spicy. You don't know be forgot to do. Okay, if you like Mexican Villa, cheer. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> okay, who doesn't like it? Okay. All right. So this is a pretty good representation of what you generally hear when you talk about Mexican Villa. Absolutely. So, all right. Salsa.
0: Sweet, mild, and spicy. Let's start with that sweet, Daniel. It's very thin, as we all know. Um, Much like yourself. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Doesn't have much body, much like me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, It uh, main complaint with the salsa, it doesn't stay on a chip, which is... uh, you know,
1: kind of a requirement of salsa. You know, it kind of depends on what kind of salsa eater you are. Some people in my life like a little dip. Just like get a little liquid on there. Were you referring to somebody specifically um, in perhaps. this audience? <laughs> I use it like a shovel. <laughs> I, can, I can empty one of those containers in, you know, three chips worth. I call a
0: chip a spade.
1: <laughs> okay. So, yeah, thinnest condiment I've ever encountered, yeah. that, that uh, sweet than water. salsa. No veggies, no peppers, no onions. Mm-hmm. It's just a sauce. Don't need it. Waterier than water, I might say. You could drink it like a beverage. Dan put that to the test. (laughs) Bought uh, bought one of the jars they sell, put a a straw in it to sip on the way home.
0: (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) I did not do that. He did it.
1: So mild salsa. I think they used the sweet sauce as a base for the mild salsa, pretty sure. They probably used the sweet sauce as a base for all the salsas. Mm -hmm. It's basically the sweet salsa, but there's like some small pepper slices added. It's kind of a thin pepper soup. It's very soupy.
0: The initial taste is deeply unpleasant. (laughs) Don't like it. Yeah, it's probably the worst uh, of the three salsas, I'd say. Just Mm -hmm. baseline. Uh, I think it gets a little bit better
1: as the taste lingers, but it's like moving from one and a half stars to two and a half stars. It's not awesome. What do you think about that hot sauce? It's just hot. That's all there is. Just spicy. I give it credit for that. I mean, if you listen to the show, you know, sometimes I try to get stuff that's spicy and they let me down.
0: Not a Mexican bill. Bow, bow, No, no. <laughs> you can make anything you
1: want spicy there by just getting a little bit of that spicy sauce. It's pure heat, little flavor.
0: It's kind of like a thin marinara sauce. It's weird. <laughs> it is. It is very close to that, but with like uh, pepper flakes. A lot of... Uh, the pepper seeds intact in that salsa. Yeah, so we decided that the optimal
1: situation is to do some type of mix of the three. Mix that, that's what people do, right? You gotta mix them. Yeah, so did, did you experiment to get an get a optimal mix down? I think
0: I've got my perfect mix down and it's just half hot, half sweet. I leave the mild out of it all together because mm-hmm. it's bad. I don't need those peppers. I just like the uh, different ends of the spectrum, that sweet spicy combo. Well, I, uh. <sighs> you tired? No, I'm just getting You're a ready. You sleepy? <laughs> it's just, this is just the stretching portion of the show where we've
1: barely even started. I like one part spicy, two parts mild, three parts sweet. He watched me do this today. It was very good. Yeah. He even said
0: it out to himself as he was like (laughs) dipping his spoon in them. I got to tell you, that wasn't just for your benefit. (laughs) Would have done it if you weren't there. One part spicy. Uh, A nice
1: heat level. Good balance of flavors if you do it that way. Nice consistency stays on the chip. The big debate we were having is, should we have to mix our own salsa? Or is that part of the fun?
0: Of Mexican Villa. I, you know, I think the product, once you end up getting a good mix going, is good enough to to warrant a mixing. It's not like they're charging extra for salsas up there. So mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. So Dan typically will just stick his finger in the salsa and get a good <laughs> lick going. But most people use chips.
1: And for this one occasion, Dan did deign to use a chip. Yes. What did you think of those?
0: The chips are no good. <laughs> they're... Uh, Stale out of the bag, I'm assuming that they, they just kind of seem stale to me. That's I mean, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Do you guys know they, they make the chips in town,
1: the tortillas, the they chips, the salsas? They make them in everything in this, in this factory. I went to the factory <laughs> this week, uh, banged on the door. They wouldn't let me in. <laughs> Looked inside. Just robots. Whole robots yeah. with sombreros. Okay. Um, <laughs> chips dark yellow. Thin, salty, mm-hmm. had a nice crunch. I like them, but I'm not a big chip person. You have very, you have more specific feelings about chips than I do.
0: These are not. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> um, that serves chips, but typically they're called restaurant style and they're nice <laughs> and thin and crispy. Um, not these. These are a little closer to what a corn tortilla taco shell would be. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just resent that they're not serving me restaurant style tortilla chips. That's all. <laughs> There's are some other things you can dip chips in there. You get oh, yeah. guac- guacamole, which isn't too
1: bad. Uh, pretty good, fresh, but not crazy fresh. It's not They're not making it in, beside your table like at La Paloma or something like that. So it's fine. Uh, tastes mostly like salt and avocado. Big surprise. Mm. Yellow cheese dip I also tried. Dense, fatty. Red seasoning mixed in, gave it a little kick. Like that quite a bit. Nice. Was sitting, uh, sitting at the Comita location in the patio, looking over Glenstone, enjoying my dip at about 9.35 <laughs> p.m. on a Wednesday by myself couple wow. guys walked by, like, looked at me. This, that's, this is not, I mean, it's funny, but it's not a joke. Some people did, like, come by and...
0: All right, it's rice a sight and... to behold. <laughs> what? It's a sight to behold.
1: <laughs> I, I suppose. Rice and beans, the other common, you know, Mexican foods on your plate. What am I saying? <laughs>
0: this is not going to be in the episode. <laughs> so what are your feelings about refried beans, Dan? I don't like them, Andy. I don't <laughs> like them one bit. I usually just ask for two things of rice. Uh, because the rice is better, beans are just gross, and <laughs> it's just slop. Slop. I like beans. <sighs> I guess
1: tell us about the beans then. These are refried beans. They're thick and soft, and they're just covered with cheese. You can, yes. hear, you can hear a lot. you can hear the phrase "covered with yes. cheese" quite a few times today. Uh, they're savory and fatty. Lots of flavors. Definitely some kind of shortening in there. Like more lard. shortening. Probably, probably lard. lard. They're different kind of pork and beans. They're not goopy. They're solid. They have like a meaty quality. You know, when you go to Dairy Queen, they turn the blizzard upside down? They can definitely do that with the beans in Mexicanville. Really? Like, put it on your fork and... <laughs> I didn't test that. That's
0: just a joke. So the rice. Rice feelings, Dan. Rice was a little bit overcooked. But, you know... Passable. I don't have anything bad. I'm not going to slander the name of you the Mexican <laughs> villa Spanish <laughs> rice. It was all right. It was just a little overcooked. That's all. Don't be so derogatory. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rice is, they're clump. They're very clumpy. Uh, it's soft, heavily seasoned. I found that they mixed very well with the beans. I really enjoyed the rice and beans. I thought they were pretty tasty. Nothing like not at any bad. other Mexican restaurant at all. Other than the fact that they are rice and they are beans, they taste very different. Is
0: there a Mexican restaurant that you think does their beans the best? The answer, I just think it's pretty much the same across the board. The answer to your question is yes, but I'm not going to get into that today. Oh, stay <laughs> tuned, guys, please.
1: We also both, uh, we, we went to the original location on Thursday evening. That's right. That's where most of this is coming from for mm-hmm. me. So we, do you know have their own beer? You know this? Piney River, Mexican Villa, colon, Flying Ace Lager. What's a Flying Ace? I don't know. Does anybody know? Oh, it has to be for a uh, hardgrave. And
0: this oh, okay. Okay. Flying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> flying like an airplane like you do. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> With the steering I'm wheel and the my airplane. I'm finger in a circle for our listeners at home. <laughs> By the way, for anyone listening, man, it's, it's really crazy that they were able to fit 300 people wow. in this bookstore. Wow. It's insane. Wild. <laughs> Wild They're that probably. pagination just
0: had to literally knock down a wall <laughs> <laughs> to accommodate all the people. All
1: right. So you know, that's the things that every those are the things that everybody's gonna get. Yes. There. That's so the let's standard. kind of get into our general thoughts about Mexicanville before we list the twelve entrees we tried between us this week.
0: So we're at the general thoughts section? <laughs> we're at
1: the the general thoughts section. <laughs> One third of the way down, everybody, <laughs> mercifully. Everything we ordered was hot, hot, so hot. It's it's so rare that uh, the stuff so, shows up and it is literally steaming. Every single item I ordered, except for my hard shell taco and my taco salad, showed up so hot, hot to the touch. Had to wait for
0: it to cool. Love it.
1: I think no reaction. The- <laughs> I was expecting a standing ovation.
0: Hot food. <laughs> it's their um kind of a uh, motto. Hot. To- yes top, top, hot hot, yeah, top, top, plate, plate, top hot plate yeah top plate
1: hot yeah top plate hot i think that's the mexican villa east location that has a big has a in you know big block letters it says top plate hot back behind the counter it was
0: the plate was very hot but, i mean you know you gotta give it trusen. to the wall
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they, they sure do make their plates hot
1: <laughs> you know we're still gonna do this if nobody listens <laughs> because i think that's very funny <laughs> So there are really two different types of Mexican villas. I don't think I realized that until my odyssey this week. I had no clue. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's two El Tacos and one Comida, which are exactly the same. They are the mm-hmm. same menu, but they're cheaper. They're fast food. It's counter service. You go up and you order the counter, and uh, they call your name. So that is very interesting because they serve the exact same food. It's no different. It's just cheaper and gets to you faster. One of these... Seems One of these situations
0: seems better than the other. Yeah, you had a whole spreadsheet laid out of the different prices. Um, I was hoping to have it projected behind us here. That's not a joke. That's not. (laughs) I actually did (laughs) it. We'll get to that in a little bit. (laughs) Nothing about Um, Andy being over-analytical is a joke. When he texts me and he laughs at something, he puts the number of ha's (laughs) to indicate how much he laughed. Because sometimes I'll only get three. But this morning I got a full nine ha's. I was feeling good. I was in a good mood.
1: (laughs) It's my boy Dan's killing it today. He has to
0: send me a little legend to tell me (laughs) what level of laughter that was. So
1: there's also the Mexican Villa South, East, West, and the original. And those are very similar on the inside. They have table service, they're sit down restaurants. Uh, they're bright and festive. All of these restaurants are bright and festive, with the exception of uh, Mexican Villa South, which is very bland and boring. It's adobe (laughs) on the inside. There are photos of Hargrave, which are cool. You go into any of these, they have pictures of Hargrave Ferguson up uh, from back when he was in the Air Force. It's really neat. A lot of old airplanes. Yeah, there's a lot of air stuff in there. It's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, Sal, this morning... uh, Southside is lame. Don't go. It was no. the worst meal I had Get of all of, of them. It still wasn't bad. Oops, spoiler. Um, <laughs> the one in the Ozark, which doesn't count because it's not in Springfield. <laughs> it's lame. It's not a real El Taco. I've seen a real El Taco, and that's not one of them. It's really, I think it used to be a Wendy's or something. They've just, like, hung El Taco stuff. They didn't even bother to paint the walls. You know, you can just see, like, the the... Like off-white walls behind these uh, posters that they, these long posters they've hung from the ceiling.
0: You don't, don't know how many people Andy has stopped at Arts Fest today, and I've heard him go, "It's not even a real El Taco." <laughs> <laughs> You've been down there, <laughs> Don't Okay, so let's get into this. Dan, uh, have we not already been into it? Oh, we're talking about the entrees now, Oh, baby. Hard tacos, guys. Had them. <laughs> <laughs> The Mexican Villa Hard Taco has a very thin shell, possibly caused by the taco being under a heat lamp before served. I imagine they push out a lot of those. There's only two options, the beef and chicken tacos. Mm -hmm. That's the only meats you can get, ground beef and uh, pulled chicken. There's no barbacoa. There's no steak. No pork no pastor they laugh in your face
1: yes pastor (laughs)
0: we're not springing for some pineapples i have a pastor named al but al pastor (laughs) okay sorry hard taco um the ground beef is tasty you know um it's got your standard lettuce cheese tomatoes that cheese though Mm. they pile it on it's like shredded Ameri- white American cheese, it's right? It's got to be. No, there's, there's nothing Mexican about it,
1: I'd say. It's just tasty milk fat. It's so good. That's all the cheese is there. I, and I say that with tremendous affection.
0: My ratings go up on Mexican Villa depending on how much of the cheese was grated on my meal. He's a cheeseman. I'm a cheeseman. I tried a ground beef sopped taco. They stuff every
1: single one of these items full of meat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the va- It's a pretty solid value proposition. Uh, this one was also topped with lettuce, tomatoes, and grated cheese. Tortillo is surprisingly thin for its density. Cause mm-hmm. It's got to be dense to hold up all that stuff in there. Uh, held everything up like a champ,
0: Dan. Yep. You actually get a little better value with the soft taco, I mm-hmm. think. I think they're filling it in a little more. And my, my tortilla tasted fresh. was not stale. Did not have
1: that bagged taste like it's, you know, been exposed to the same air for two years on a shelf at Price Cutter.
0: <laughs> You don't like that? <laughs> no, I don't. like you know, <laughs> Believe it or not, I don't like that. I also had one of the soft tacos just this morning, and I, I rather liked it. I got mm-hmm. it with some chicken, and man, just just full, full of meat. Yeah,
1: this morning we met at Mexican Villa West. Uh, I tried to go that one earlier this week, and I walked in, and there was an, an older woman eating by herself. I waited for five minutes to see an employee, and someone comes out of the Revolve—they're not revolving doors. The swinging doors that go into sure. the kitchen—saloon style, saloon style doors. Yeah, and she had on spurs. No, we're not going to—we're not going to go down that road. So we can't, go down, we can't do these tangents. That's stuff we would just do and then cut out because <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> she she turned to the she smiled at me. She turned to the register for a second. I'm like, oh, here we go. She's just going to take care of this first, and then and then she just went right back, and uh, so I left and went to a different <laughs> Mexican villa. Uh, I was very hungry. I hadn't eaten that day. I went to three Mexican villas that night. Oh, God. What's wrong with you? They were separated by
0: three to four hours each, and I only had one item at each one. Look, I had to fit them all in. I had to. You had to. It was re- required. You actually texted me before we started this saying that you were going to, and then you texted me again and said, no, I'm not. Yeah. And then you just did. There's a story to that. The first
1: one I had was not great. It was not a great experience. And then someone told me, to go to El Taco. And that changed the game. Ooh. But first, let's talk about that ground beef. I like the ground beef here quite a bit. Uh, it doesn't have much grease, uh, low on grease, but not absent grease altogether. Is yeah, what you don't get that red say. just leaking out of there. Mm hmm. Is enough grease in there to add flavor, but not enough to drip out and be really messy, is what I found. It's seasoned lightly, but not over seasoned. You know, sometimes you get that fast food beef that it's mostly, it's, it's like so dry and salty. You know, it's mostly just there so they can say they have meat in it. not the highest grade beef, but far from the gross beef you can get other places. This is like top-notch fast food beef, in my opinion. Now, if you're at a sit-down restaurant and you paid like $10 for three tacos or whatever, that's that's not acceptable. But it's a fast food option. Pretty good. What do you think about that beef, Dan?
0: Andy, I like the beef as well. I think um, you've been comparing it a lot to uh, a better version of Taco Bell's beef or a better version of a uh, fast food beef. Yeah. And I think I agree with you there, but I don't know that I buy that this is a fast food place. Mm. I I think the beef is passable for a fast food place, but maybe not for a sit-down restaurant. Ooh, That's exactly what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> but I said it so much more eloquently. It's, it's true. <laughs> so Dan tried some chicken stuff also. Yeah, the chicken I think I prefer over the ground beef. It's shredded dark meat with some of the juices left in, much like like the little bit of grease in the ground beef. I think that adds a lot to it. I had a chicken taco, and I can tell you, El Taco does it right. Yeah. I went to El Taco. Their shell was thick. Thick like their chips, but good, (laughs) because it wasn't chips. It's a taco shell, and it's thick as it should be. It's covered, Covered, covered in cheese. Equal parts cheese to taco. It was very good. It was so good. I got the three taco basket, chicken, obviously. Mm -hmm. And there was so much cheese over them, I could not see the tacos.
1: Yeah. Um, I tried a chicken quesadilla on one of my trips. A quesadilla is a single large tortilla filled with cheese and grill. (laughs) Uh, Brown to a crisp in the center, less brown and less crispy, the closer you get to the outer edge. Lots of cheese in there. <laughs> uh, the cheese is not that greasy. It's weird. No, it's not. How ungre? What is? Is there the opposite of greasy? What's that? I don't know. Ungreasy? Mm, greaseless? Without grease? Yeah. Okay. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm not a big quesadilla fan, but you know, in my quest to have as many menu items as many menu items as I possibly could, it felt like a good choice. Sure. That pulled chicken is pretty tasty. It is. I love it. It's stringy. It's tender, juicy. Better than the ground beef, I Mm -hmm. would say, and did say, in fact. In the quesadilla, I would have preferred to have some more grilled onions or peppers. There's really no room left without that gooey cheese in there. Not a whole lot Uh, of vegetables coming on any of these uh, items. Not much quesadilla real estate. (laughs) Uh, They gave me a super-sized sour cream packet. Mm. It's like five inches long. Nice. Too crazy. I'd never seen that before. I don't eat sour cream, really, so I just left it. Should have brought it. Should have brought it for a prize oh, or something yeah. for somebody for coming. Next time. Also, that's when I tried the guacamole, tiny, tiny little canister. And those bites with the guacamole and the chicken quesadilla were the
0: best bites of that particular meal. What's next here? Oh, the enchilada. This was the worst thing I had. This was very bad. It was saddled between the beans and the rice on my villa dinner. It's much like the Chico plate, but with a tostado. We'll get to that. Yeah. It was almost fully enveloped by the beans, which, as you know, not much of a bean boy. But I don't think this enchilada was very great to begin with. I don't know that it would have been improved that much by not having the beans on it. They used the same enchilada sauce. I'll put that in air quotations. As on the burrito enchilada style, mm-hmm. and I don't know my thoughts about it. it. It's a bit of a meat gravy. Yeah, for sure. I think you had the enchilada as well. What I think, did, man? loaded with cheese and sauce, just like
1: everything else. I couldn't really taste the tortilla. Uh, the meat was cooked with the diced onion, but the diced onion wasn't cooked through, so every bite had this really unpleasant crunch to it. And it was really weird because this was the only time the beef was cooked with onions. And this was a Mexican Villa South. That was my first trip. I
0: don't even know if I noticed any. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't I, I don't think they do that normally. <laughs> or, at the, or at least they don't do it at the other ones. Not great. Not great. No. But again, it could have been tainted Bam. by going to Mexican, Mexican Villa South. So we both tried a tamale. Mm. In fact, I had two, two tamales twice. I had one today also. Because I loved it the Many first tamales. time. Many tamales. It was awesome. Uh, I love a good tamale generally. But this was an exceptionally good one. But... It's not even really a tamale. Real tamales are pretty small. And they're stuffed, stuffed masa dough, steamed, and served in a corn husk. The Mexican Villa tamales are huge. They're like enchilada size, and there's no husk. It's basically like a dense tube of southern-style cornbread with a huge amount of tasty ground beef inside. And we went today. Our our very um, he was a very enthusiastic <laughs> server. Say, hey, you want the you want the you want the chili meat on top of that? He was trying to upsell. Every step of the way. And I said, that was one time it worked. I was like, yeah, give me that chili meat on top. I didn't even know that was a thing. Very <laughs> glad I did. It was very good. I love this tamale. Very you, do. Surprised. you can't stop
0: talking about the tamale. Yeah. You text me we, day and night about this tamale. Maybe it's because we were rehearsing a
1: podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could be why I said it over and over. <laughs> you had one also. Yeah. I'm not the biggest tamale fan, but this is the biggest tamale, as you said. You know, it's a better version of that enchilada. I think basically has all the same components of it, same meat filling, same sort of meat sauce over the top, but in a nice hot cornbread encasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot enough to burn your whole mouth hey, up, as I witnessed hey, Lindsay, today. Lindsay, could you get us some tamales? Would you mind? <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, I'm good. Thank you. I would never ask that. I would never ask her to do that if, there, if this wasn't part of a show, by the way.
1: She would say no anyway. Um, are we done with tamales? Oh, I'm done with tamales. All right. I've been done with tamales. <laughs> I'm, I will never be done with tamales. All right, I got a taco burger enchilada style. The regular taco burger is really just a taco on like a you know, Walmart hamburger bun, I think. It's lettuce, diced tomatoes, cheese, and the same ground beef that they put in the taco. It's not a patty. It's a ground beef. But since it's enchilada style, they douse that burger... In that enchilada sauce. And guess what else? The cheese. cheese.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it has to be eaten with a fork. It's kind of hard to cut into the bites without compromising the
0: integrity of the structure. Absolutely, It looks very good. You sent me a picture of it, and mm-hmm. it looked pretty spectacular it's almost served in a bowl what did dime piece say about the picture uh my beautiful <laughs> 10 out of 10 dime piece of a girlfriend said that it looked like freddy krueger's face <laughs> and we were trying to puzzle out exactly what that meant like i don't even it didn't make any sense we'll, to me we'll rock around and show some pictures afterwards we'll let you guys get a feel kind for that. of
1: orange uh, maybe that's
0: it i, I think know. it's the pockets that the cheese creates with the sauce the sauce yeah. pockets or maybe it's Pocket that burger kills people in their dreams <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so I, I got some advice from Mexican Villa please it's not solicited but it should be first make it a double and I know I know if you don't if they have ground beef and not patties you're thinking how are they going to make it a double Andy make it open face. oh my goodness make it open face. give me two separate uh, I say you put a little tostada
0: shell there in the middle like a Big Mac <laughs> <laughs> give me that top and bottom bun
1: both top of taco stuff and smothered raise the price a bit increase your profits <laughs> I'll, take a, I'll just only take a small percentage of your, of what you make there. Second, I don't think you should be diluting the enchilada style brand, Dan. Uh, since it's already kind of an Americanized torta, I think we need to call it the wet turtle burger. <laughs> <laughs> I want to walk into Mexican Villa, say, do you want a menu, sir? Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thanks. Give me that open-faced double wet turtle burger.
0: <laughs> You're welcome, Mexican Villa. Uh, Wet you turtle know, burger served on the shell. That's I the can dur- double face. Give give you my Venmo name. <laughs> I had a tostado, and I know what you're thinking. That's not a thing. <laughs> it is a, I guess, missexed tostada. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a beef taco flattened into a disc. It's also got some beans on there. Uh, basically, hey, hang on. Hey, Jeffrey. <laughs> what is is there, what, What's the difference? Tostado
1: and tostada. I would call that like bread toast. Bread toast? That's what it means? So, so I had it, the bread toast. Should it be gendered? <laughs> <laughs> you, do you want the the male bread
0: toast or the female bread toast? I, You know. They don't reproduce. Why do they need genders? Our, <laughs> <laughs> our waiter today referred to it as a tostada. So maybe that's just what it is, uh-huh. but I'm going to call it by what the menu says, and that is a tostado. <laughs> And I'm gonna get one to go. <laughs> it has a little hint of sweetness to it. I don't know exactly what that is. We were trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, maybe something about the tomatoes. Everything does seem very fresh. I mean, it's not the highest quality, like ground beef or chicken, but the tomatoes and lettuce all seem fairly fresh. From what I can tell, Springfield
1: style Mexican food is basically you take the Mexican regular Mexican recipe, it's had a lot more
0: sugar and fat. Yes. It's much like Springfield-style Chinese food, where you take the Chinese recipe and then add a lot of sweetness and fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you had something yeah. like a tostado. Speaking of
1: great, okay. So I mentioned my first meal was bad, and I was telling people at lunch, and I swear I don't just uh, talk to my bring this up with my coworkers all the time. They bring it up with me. I was telling people, I, I had this bit that I was going to do where I ate at every single Mexican villa, and I had it once. And I just don't think I can pull it <laughs> off. And Sarah, my coworker, I need to thank her because she said, You have to go to the El Taco on Carni. It's better, it's different, you're going to love it. And she was right. Has anyone been to the El Taco on Carne?
0: It's unreal.
1: It's so good. It's very good. <laughs>
0: it's much better than any of the other Mexican it, villas I had. It feels like walking into a restaurant
1: in a, like, urban, more urban city to me, also, because it's right on the, the window's face, carne, and you just watch the traffic rush by, and it's very narrow. Sp- anyway, I love it. I wish I was there right now. No, I don't. This is awesome. <laughs> um, I had a taco salad. Mm. And again, I just ordered it on a whim. Not my normal order. I have them every now and again. But uh, not only was, the best, was this the best meal I've had at Mexican Villa, uh, it was also the second best because I had it again today and it
0: was great at Mexican Villa West as well. It's the best taco salad I've ever had. Now, the one you had at Mexican Villa West today, it had maybe the different. strangest garnish that Bizarre. I've ever seen in my life. First um, of all, this one had black olives on it, which I'm not a big fan disgusting. of. Disgusting. W-
1: did not. Weren't any black olives on the El Taco version. Round of applause for who likes black
0: olives. Get out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're, we're an inclusive show, yeah. Dan. <laughs> Who, does, who, who doesn't like them? Yeah,
0: everybody take their places. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, yeah, people, this is a standing room Spiling only crowd, out. for real. Make room for those people that are being so nice as to listen to this and stand while doing it. Okay, I got to tell you guys about this taco salad. The bowl is supposedly. One of their regular tortillas, deep fried, but I'm not buying it. I think it's its own thing. It's more like a pastry. It's rich and buttery, and it's pretty sweet. You had a bite of it today. You can.
0: It was very good. I'm a, I'm a that, big right? taco salad fan. That was a great interpretation. Mm-hmm. I
1: had a taco salad yesterday at a different restaurant. That was fine, not nearly as good as this one. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. My it parents know because <laughs> they were there. They paid for it. <laughs> Don't shout it out, guys. <laughs> The outer layer of the shell is crispy, but the inside is soft and airy. Now, the actual salad. We're just going to go level by level here, starting at the bottom. (laughs) Bottom Now we're here. We are here. It's great. A pagination bookstore. It's cool. Bottom Uh, level, thick bed of fresh lettuce. Nothing extraordinary, probably bagged, but good. Sure. That's what I typed into my phone (laughs) while it was in my mouth. Next, atop the lettuce, a huge helping of that mostly greaseless, seasoned ground beef. Next, atop the beef, and this is the real key here. I don't know, you guys are going to be real shocked to hear this, but there's a lot of cheese. (laughs) It's a lot of cheese on that salad. cheese,
0: you're right. It's so much cheese, you
1: can't see anything underneath.
0: That's a common factor here. It's like five
1: inches of snow on the ground. (laughs) I didn't write that down. That was straight off the dome. It's pretty good, right? (laughs) Wow. We're pros. We should be getting paid for this. A little bit more than we are. (laughs) Less than $200,000 a year? (laughs) I'm not done. (laughs) Diced tomatoes over that. High-quality tomatoes. The perfect level of ripeness. You know, a lot of fast food restaurants, you can get some bad tomatoes. Not at El Taco. Blended cheese and tomatoes and that crunchy shell is just fantastic. I love this meal. It really made me wish Mexican Villa or El Taco would do a real chimichanga with the same dough because it rules. But then again... It's basically an open-faced chimichanga. So, loved it.
0: Thank you, Sarah, for recommending I go to El Taco. And thank you, Andy, for having Sarah in your life so that I can visit <laughs> El Taco. <laughs> we got a
1: mutual order of the chili cheese fries. Oh, yeah. When we went to the original location
0: this Split week. Split those, just like we were down on the boardwalk, <laughs> summer of 69. <laughs> People just walking down the road hand in hand. They're not the hand boardwalk, in
1: hand-in-hand, except they're not hand-in-hand. In the middle is the little... Fistful uh, of chili
0: cheese fries. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think the golden standard for fast food Mexican chili fries is uh, Del Taco, hmm. the West Coast chain. It says uh, here, make fun of your brother Jeffrey. <laughs> he likes Del Taco a lot. I'm not going to make fun of him. He's a great guy. <laughs> he helped us with the tostado thing. <laughs> so I'm not going to make fun. Um, trying to fit... Mexican Villa into this Del Taco box is what I'm doing. Like, I would love to have something to like take the place of that delicious fax, fast food Mexican like late-night option. It's not quite fitting in that box, um, but I still really like the chili cheese fries um, a lot.
0: I think I'd like them even more
1: than Del Taco. Really? I'm giving my brother a sideways
0: look. <laughs> well guess what Jeffrey? <laughs> I think they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> they're not crispy. They're crinkle-cut fries. But there's no crisp. Oh,
1: man. We've talked about this. I like a crispy fry like a soft fry. It just depends on the context. I feel like the context is pretty good here.
0: I like a crispy fry, and there were none of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Their chili's not really chili. Did we talk about that? There's no beans. It's just meat with a little bit more seasoning,
0: which is fine.
1: Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Kind of like a, it's a canned chili. Slightly spicy ground beef without the grease drained out this time. A little bit greasier. Mm. Really good. Perfect gross late night food. Loved it. I'm sorry, Dan. (laughs) I just feel bad that you didn't get to experience the level of pleasure that I did.
0: Apology accepted. Now, we
1: know what you've all been waiting for. To leave and go somewhere else. (laughs) The last page. um, There's only only one thing left to talk about. Do you guys know what it is? (laughs) (laughs) You can do better than that. That's correct. The burrito enchilada style. Heard my dad's voice first. That <laughs> yes, was pretty cool. Too. He knew what I meant. <laughs> he said it both
0: times. He's Thank lived you here a long time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the menu describes this hallowed item thusly. We're going to do this. We're going to switch words. One, you know, oh, okay. We're not going to do that. <laughs> Flour tortilla filled with seasoned beef, refried beans, cheese, and burrito sauce. Smothered in enchilada sauce. See, that's bad copy. You don't use the same word twice. You know that close to each other. They should hire me to rewrite it. <laughs> I mean, we know a thing or two about bad copy. <laughs> That's true. Uh, covered with grated cheese, topped with a salad garnish. You think they actually grate that cheese? Doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I bet. I, I bet they raise the cows. They milk
0: them. Whatever else goes into making cheese. <laughs> wish I wish I had the rest <laughs> of the information necessary to, to finish that joke. <laughs> Um, Drink the milk and then go make a big old pot of cheese.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cheese made in pots? Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. I'm dumb. (laughs)
0: I got a half order. It was massive. The half order
1: was too much
0: for me. I agree. You didn't have it though, right? (laughs) Not this time. Mm -hmm. But I did have the now let's all say it at once. Sancho enchilada style. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> now, if you're curious about what a Sancho is, <laughs> by the
1: way, I looked it up on Google Translate today. Um, you might have seen it in our Instagram story. Uh, Sancho in English translate. I'm sorry. Sancho in Spanish translates to uh, in English, Sancho. <laughs> it's not a real word. I'm pretty sure it's a dude from a Sublime <laughs> song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A Sancho is a burrito with lettuce. It's like it's a true. Kansas City thing. It you know, doesn't
0: have beans. Oh, it doesn't have beans? It's the burrito enchilada style okay. without beans. So, did to do your research, Shandy. corrected. Sandy? Oh, I didn't do any research for this. <laughs> You're right. It was massive, though. Yes, I agree. It was too big. Too big. I can't imagine the full size. It's really a gargantuan enchilada. I think I may have had the full size for that hollowed mm. Valentine's Day. and Hollowed? Yes. With an O, not an A? Uh yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> were both hollow inside. We could not stand each other. I think that may have ruined my life and probably relationship from that point on. It's been like three years ago, but you're always bragging about how much happier you are than me. <laughs> so I know that's not true. I liked it quite a bit this
1: time. I did not enjoy my enchilada that I had earlier for the reasons we talked about, but this I could taste the tortilla because it was much thicker, you know, yep. the burrito burrito tortilla (laughs) is much thicker than the tortilla they use for the enchiladas i don't know it was good it was was very good really good enchilada i'm kind of at a loss for things to say about mexican food at this point it's doused in that sauce i guess we better talk about that sauce
0: i already got into it a little bit it's the same sauce i believe that was on the enchilada served enchilada style this, of course, is the burrito enchilada style and something about it. I don't know if it was just the location difference. I got this one at El Taco versus mm-hmm. the original one on National and Bennett. It was 10 times better. It was so good. The sauce like really hit Taco. me where it needed to. It's El Taco, guys. Let's
1: all go after this. No, we're not. <laughs> there's other things to do. You should buy books and go support artists and all that, but then go there. Um so you're, you're pro-sauce now. I'm pro-sauce. Whenever we met on Thursday night, he was anti-sauce. And I came up with, order sauce, it's your loss, is what Dan thinks. And I say, order wet, no regret. And yeah, I decided worth I just like the sauce, <laughs> so I didn't have to read that. <laughs> so that's all the entrees, but we're not done. Not even close. <laughs> we're going to talk about the service. It's very good. We had an excellent server at the original Mexican
0: Villa mm-hmm. location. Who we've nicknamed server X server X. He so wore, we didn't get his name. He were all black from head to toe. Mm-hmm. He had a white X mm-hmm. across his chest, yep. a little opening for his eyes played by Matthew Fox and the Wachowski mm-hmm. siblings. Their
1: adaptation of Mexican. Yes. Villa. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is funny, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you know the Wachowski siblings, <laughs> speed racer movie. It is. <laughs>
1: And here's where we would talk about that for 20 minutes and then have to cut it out. <laughs> and that's for real. But well, we won't do that. This guy was so good at his job. He was. He was funny. The duration between his visits was just perfect. And he had lines, guys. Oh, he
0: had lines. He had them, and
1: they were naturally delivered. Oh, yeah. They were clearly practiced. What was your favorite? Okay, my favorite was whenever he brought my burrito enchilada style. And I think I'm sure I made some involuntary sound like, oh, boy. Something like that. I, that's probably what I says, Or oh man, whatever. Ugh. Either oh boy or oh man. <laughs> um, and he goes, you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs>
0: and it made me feel, I was like, oh, I do? I do? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite was about halfway through our service, he came around to the table. We were probably just looked disgusting and covered in sauce and he said (laughs) you guys look like you're at food heaven (laughs) (laughs) this was probably dan's age if i
1: had to guess something like that you know like uh 19 (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) my age like 19
1: we are going to and we have a special announcement that uh, we have created an award for this man that's right and you're just, all here for it. It's not just him that can uh, earn it. We're going to give this out whenever it's, uh, you know, earned and necessary. Yeah. Allow us to introduce to you. <clears throat> the Spring, spring food, food mo. mo spring, spring Food Feud mo. mo. <laughs> Let's try it again. Hang on.
0: The Spring Food Mo, Spring Field Moe, Golden Tower, Honorable Medal of Excellence for Distinguished Achievement in the Field of Food Service. Thank so you. way to Thank go.
1: This is, this is all applause for you, server X. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, come by Pagination Bookstore anytime, day or night, to collect your badge. Thanks to uh, you, buddy. Badge. Thanks to you, buddy. We truly were in food heaven.
1: You know... There's really only one thing left to do, Dan. What's that? Rating right this place. Whew.
0: It's a little so, tough.
1: How many south of the border luxurious country homes
0: would you rate Mexican villa? Andy, I think if we're talking original Mexican villa, no colon, no subtitle, we'll have to go 2.5. Oof. I think it is pretty rightfully maligned, I don't know that I would really want to go in and sit down and be served that quality of food for that price. Yeah.
1: However, look, it's two different restaurants that serve the same food in a different context. Absolutely. We have decided that El Taco and uh, Mexican Villa Comida should be rated separately. That's right. They should be. I wish other people knew that, like, we're on board. <laughs> El Camita is, uh, I can get there from my house without going on a main road. Don't dox Andy. Uh, it's, too, it's too late for that. I'm in the phone book. <laughs> the are at all. You've been doxed. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm to have to tell my parents what that means. Uh, <laughs> I did indeed make a spreadsheet. You can see this isn't the whole thing. I just clipped some of it out for my notes. I picked five of the most popular items uh, at each place, compared the different prices, and I uh, calculated the price uh, difference and the percentage difference. The highest difference was 17% uh, cheaper. The burrito and Sancho enchilada style is 17% cheaper at uh, comida and El Taco. Wow. And it's the same food. Actually, exactly the same.
0: I think it might be better. Oh, oh yeah, probably I so. I had better yeah. experiences there. I called in. Picked it up at the counter there. She said 15 to 20 minutes. Got there in 10. Nobody was there. She said, are you Daniel? <laughs> I said, yeah. And she said, we got you right over here, baby. <laughs> so you know what? El Taco Lady X, or I've, as I've named her, Madam X, <laughs> also gets the Spring Food Mo, Springfield Mo, Golden Tower Honorable Medal of Excellence for Distinguished Achievement in the field of food service. You were supposed to read that with me. (laughs) I didn't know you were going to do it. That's a surprise just for her.
1: (laughs) Okay, so on average, the counter service restaurants are on average 12.44% cheaper. Mm. By my calculations, I didn't do the whole menu. I just didn't have time. Wow.
0: I was too busy eating the food to really let all these people down. Um,
1: Look, it's like 70% faster. You don't have to sit and wait. You bust yourself. They don't bring you the food. You get it. It's not a place where you're expected to tip. It's a weird situation because the other, it's the same food and I feel weird about it, but they don't even have a tip jar and there's no place to tip on the bill. So that makes it even cheaper when you're comparing the two places. Basically what I'm saying is El Taco, Mexican Villa Comida, <laughs> five luxurious country homes. Wow. Wow. Let's try this again. Mexican Villa Comida and El Taco, five... Luxurious country homes. It's awesome. The other one, three stars. I don't care. Never going back unless somebody wants
0: to go with me. And I think whatever. I'll go 4.5 on the El Taco, but yeah. probably should have said that before you made everybody clap.
1: I'm sorry I yelled. <laughs> okay.
0: We, we have
1: actually gone. I think we've, I don't remember what time we started. We've probably gone past our time. Can we do just a little bit more? Is that okay? Okay. Basically, what's going to happen is we're going to take some questions if anybody has any. Yeah, I've actually got to go t- catch a bus. Oh, really? Yeah. You have to go? Yeah. I'm okay. sorry. Well, I guess I can answer some questions. Yeah, Andy will
0: take care of the questions, and I'm just going to uh, go through this exit over here. All right. Yeah, this exit. What? <laughs> uh, does anyone
1: have any questions? Please ask me something. I've got a question. Okay. All right. Um, I'm a movie guy. You're a movie guy, too. This is Danny, who was on our last episode, the Backlat episode. Um, a good man, if yeah. ever there was one.
0: You oh, could, man. You know, compare it
1: to a movie well, that's a kind of a complicated uh, question because there are some things that we didn't address at the live show <laughs> that make their story a little bit darker than uh, everything we've said here might imply. I like that question. Did you have one? Did you have one off the top of your head? Yeah. See, if we did this on the show, we would like brainstorm and then cut out all the brainstorming and just make it seem like we had it up, you know, instantly. Uh, Tell us. It had to be a good day to die hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, like hard shell taco. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's good. Okay. Any other questions? Doesn't have to be about Mexican villa Holland, another guest. Hi. Oh, hey, what's up, Holland? Hey. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Can anybody guess who this is?
0: Chad. Hey guys, Chad, what's Chad, up? My uh, name's Chad. Chad Shaw. Nice to meet all of you. Uh, just figured I'd stop by. Oh wait, wait one second. Go for Chad Shaw. What did I tell you about calling me on this number? God, moms. Am I right? <laughs> so what's up, guys? How you guys doing? What's hey, going on here? <laughs> uh, this is, we're, we're doing a live podcast taping. Oh, that's cool. You guys got some pretty thick magazines in here. <laughs> These are pretty cool. Those are, uh, those are books. Those are books, Chad. What, like the, yeah, like, you know, like the books you find in, like, a doctor's office whenever you <laughs> Going to get, like, your your lips filled. What, what, uh, what books do you read in the... Your lips filled? Yeah, man, I gotta be looking my best. What do you get your lips filled with? Collagen. Okay, <laughs> like cream cheese. Um, what are you doing here? Well, listen, I heard you guys say my friend's name earlier. You said Taco Bergie, of course, <laughs> so... I thought I'd stop by, I saw a bunch of people here, thought it would be a good like, networking opportunity to go ahead and stop by and tell you guys about my new spring food in my restaurant.
1: You, you're starting another restaurant. What's, do you have a name for this restaurant?
0: Oh yeah, I've got a name for it, Andy. Go on? <laughs> Why do you have Dan's <laughs> notes? Mexican food, what is it? Where does it come from? find out is it i think it might be from mexico chad at spring food mo's newest restaurant mexican village (laughs) anyway guys i've got an exciting new business opportunity for you for anybody who would like to invest a little money in a nice new restaurant for spring food mo let me lay this out for you every restaurant's gotta have a signature dish right Mm -hmm. so here's what i'm thinking you're going to sign your name on a bunch of plates? Listen, top plate hot. <laughs> Flour tortilla filled with seasoned beef, refried beans, cheese, burrito smoss. Some smoss? What's smoss? I have a lisp. Anytime I say s- s- smoss, it comes out as smoss. <laughs> Smothered in enchilada smoss. Covered with grated cheese and topped with a salad garnish. I call it the big ol' enchilada, but it's like a burrito. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the whole title? The big ol' enchilada, oh, yeah. but it's like a burrito? Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Or the burrito-lada enchilada so style. Did you,
1: uh, was it just like a moment of inspiration where this occurred to you?
0: Yeah, I was like eating at this restaurant with Burgie and they had like this big fat burrito, and it was like smothered and smossed, you know? And I tried it and I was like, we gotta have something like this in Spring Food Mo. <laughs> That's my catchphrase, Chad Chadshaw. <laughs> so. Go for Chadshaw. <laughs> no, it's Chad Chad. You, you're looking for Brad. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Brad Chadshaw. Yes, Brad Chadshaw. <laughs> <laughs> Your brother? Yes. <laughs> um,.
1: What what restaurant were you eating at with Bergie? Trolleys <laughs> years ago.
0: <laughs> no, it was like this little tiny. It was on, like on the corner of uh, National and Bennett. Oh,
1: so you got this idea in Springfield.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but we figured it wasn't like reaching. Uh, it's like SEO potential, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. And
0: plus, you can't smoke cigarettes in there, so <laughs> that's like. <laughs> not cool prerequisite
1: for you to eat out. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Did you smoke in there anyway? I did. I did. I smoked a few cigarettes. Um, not great, (laughs) but I'm used to it. (laughs) I don't know why I still have this paper. Like there's more bits written on it. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs)
1: So it sounds kind of like you
0: just uh, recreated the burrito enchilada style. Eddie. Yeah. I didn't want to come here and have you throw dirt all over my name in this magazine shop. I'm like it's just rude and like all these people are honestly looking at you like you're a big jerk right now
1: <laughs> yeah it happens
0: I'm pretty sure they're on my side <laughs> uh, cheer if you're on Chad, chad Chad's <laughs> side <laughs> oh, fine I didn't realize there was like
1: there was a conflict here it was me versus you I was just asking questions
0: listen man don't ask questions if you can't handle the answers <laughs> All right. Thank
1: you for coming, Chad Chad
0: Shaw. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's all we have. Yeah, we should have come up with a way to close the show.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for coming. Thank you for listening to the show. If you listen, I apologize to the one or two of you that don't. That's got to be really awful. (laughs) Um, I really want to thank my friend uh, Greg, uh, who helped me a lot with the research and kind of helped me work out some of the... uh, so social ethical <laughs> issues of uh, <laughs> writing about this place and covering it. We're going to talk about that more next week, yeah. some too, because it is kind of have a weird history. Anyway, thank you guys for coming so much. It's really yeah, absolutely. awesome. Thank
0: you. you we have 300 people here. Thank you. Yes, all
1: 300 of you. <laughs> see everybody next week. Oh, hey, Dan, do you see out the window? What's going on out there? Who's Dan? Do you hear that? Uh, oh, what? There's, what are the, there's planes. Oh, my God. What's, something's falling. <laughs>
0: No! No! Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo.
1: We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, go to
0: subscribe.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Subscribing is only $5 a month.
1: Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozarks Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks.
0: So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause and get two more episodes of our dumb show? That's what I'm saying, Dan. $5
1: a month at subscribe.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Springfood Media.